Today on Locked On A's, we are giving you three prospects that you should know and maybe even be excited about. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 436 of the Lockdown A's podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm giving you guys three names that you should know down on the farm. Obviously, there's been guys that have come in via trade who we're all looking at. Uh, Jeff Criswell had a good start on Thursday. He was a draft pick, not a point remains. Um, Joey Estes, he was a guy that was traded for. He had a nice start as well on Thursday, but we're not talking about guys that have been acquired in trades. We're talking about guys that have been developed in the A system that you need to know about. But uh, before I get into anything, today's episode is brought to you guys by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. And uh, before I start this podcast, please, Follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please join our Twitter community. I had somebody DM me today, and I was like, hey, uh, you keep mentioning this Twitter community. I cannot find it. Can you help? And I did. And then they joined, and then here we are. So if you can't find it, just DM us at LockedOnAids. Uh, but let's get into today's episode with the first prospect that you guys need to know, and that is Garrett Acton, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Garrett Acton, he is he's pitching really well. well. Let's just start. He's pitching really well, and that's one thing you should know about him. Uh, the other thing that you should know is that you're probably going to be seeing him in the Oakland bullpen before too long. But before we get into his stats, let's talk about how we got to this moment. Acton was originally drafted by the White Sox in 2016 in the 35th round, but didn't sign with them. Uh, Because the 35th round is not a thing that exists anymore. That's fun. So he didn't sign up with the White Sox. He went back to school and uh, he became eligible again for the draft in 2020. But because of the shortened draft that season, uh, with COVID and everything, it was only five rounds, he went undrafted and ended up signing with the A's as a minor league free agent, or I guess just a free agent at that point, undrafted free agent. So uh, yeah, he's with the A's now. And you gotta like what you're seeing from him. Uh, he turned just—he uh, turned 24 just like a month ago, and uh, it, in the two years that he has been in the A system, he has played at every level of the minor leagues so far. He's flying through the minor leagues. Uh, in 2021, he posted a 3.69 ERA and 53 and two-thirds innings in A-ball to go along with a 110 whip and 87 strikeouts. 87 strikeouts and 53 and two-thirds innings. That's pretty solid. Uh, this year, he has been even better in AA and AAA. Combined, he has a 2.87 ERA in 47 innings and has struck out 66. But in AAA specifically, because that's kind of the stats that matter right before you get to the majors, uh, he has made 14 appearances so far. He has gone 19 and a third innings. He has struck out 24, and he has an ERA of 093, 
allowing just two runs. He has three losses. He's one and three, which is why losses are dumb, because he's allowed four total runs. Two of them have been earned. Two of them have been unearned. And he has three losses to show for it. So uh, that's, some, that's some tough luck losses, you got to imagine. Uh, he is ranked as the A's number 27 prospect on MLB Pipeline. And that has to be in part, at least, because he is a reliever. And relievers usually don't get ranked as highly because they're not, quote-unquote, as valuable as starting pitchers or position players. So, uh, you know, he, he's still got the stuff, even at number 27 in the A system. Uh, his fastball sits 97 to 98. That's a plus. Uh, and he also has a solid slider. His changeup is a bit of a work in progress, and he's been doing pretty well without having a great one so far. So, hey, I like what I'm seeing and what I've been reading about Garrett Acton. And according to MLB Pipeline, uh, Acton wasn't throwing that many strikes in college. So this emergence that he has been having with the A's in their system over the last two years is a little bit surprising, which is funny because they're scouts and they should know these things and, you know, know the track record of the A's. But apparently not. I don't know. Just saying. And I've said numerous times that I trust the A's with the pitchers that they bring in and Acton may just be the latest example of taking someone, finding what works for them, and then seeing them have success throughout the minor leagues and then into the major leagues. The A's aren't going to have a lot of named guys on next year's roster either, you would imagine. It's going to be a lot of prospects, a lot of random free agents. Did we know who Zach Jackson was before this season? No. He's been really good. A.J. Puck, a guy that's been in the system for a while, he's now emerging. Sam Mole, another no-name guy. He had a brief cup of coffee with the A's. He's He's been arguably the A's best reliever outside of Zach Jackson, maybe. Um, yeah, they, they got some guys that they can just bring up, and Garrett Acton might be joining that mix, and that's got to be exciting as an A's fan, so get excited about him. And he could be up as soon as the next injury or the next guy that has a bad couple of uh, couple of outings, and uh, you know maybe he takes over for Austin Pruitt at some point. And Austin Pruitt's been good, but maybe they want to see what they got with Garrett Acton. Um, you know, there, there's some pieces there that could be definitely moved around to give Garrett Acton a shot. Uh, but at the very least, we should see him get a, a cup of coffee in September. And uh, the A's have been a lot more interesting the last few weeks. And I think that if and when they do add Garrett Acton to the major league roster. There, the intrigue is going to be even greater because he's been having one heck of a career in the minor leagues. You love to see that. And I know that this is the minor league podcast, but let's talk real, just real quick about the A's 8-7 to seven win over the Angels because, hey, uh, three guys did all the damage. It, it's nice that Sean Murphy brought his buddies to play in this game with uh, Ramon Laureano also hitting home run and then Seth Brown as well. So, uh, yeah. Three guys got eight runs batted in, and then seven Angels batters. Well, I guess you know, seven home runs were hit off of Angels bats, and they lost the game. And that's hilarious. <sighs> Poor Shohei Otani. <laughs> I, I said it. I didn't have a podcast then when he was choosing where to sign. I said he should have signed with the Oakland A's because he could have been their shining jewel, and he was affordable at you know league minimum. Um, and he could have been the guy that opens up Howard Terminal or a new ballpark. and uh, But the A's don't think like that. And he he basically eliminated the A's as the only West Coast team that he wouldn't play for. So, you know, you live and you learn, I guess. But Shohei, 
Just saying, you could have been to the playoffs by now, buddy. Uh, but all right, all right, coming up on the show, I got another, maybe a Chad Pender type for you guys that I'm going to be talking about. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. I'll be right back. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, and you don't get better in the card collecting business. One of one. That's all you're looking for. You want a one of one. Those things are valuable as heck. Blue Nile's doing that for you guys all the time because everything is one of a kind. So looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at any budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that will not give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Welcome back to the Locked On Ice Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. Again, any questions, any engagement that you would like to have, I mean, follow us, obviously, but also join our Twitter community. We're up to 35 strong, you guys. We're just gaining people left and right all all day, all night. Right? That rhymed. That was nice. But let's talk about another guy that has caught my attention in the minors and also happens to be a recent call-up to AAA, and that is Max Schumann. He may not be an everyday player when everything shakes out in Oakland because the A's have had a lot of talent, and... Uh, They've got some guys that penciled into different positions. You got, you know, Geloff at third. You got Max Muncy at short. You got Soderstrom at first. You've got some some guys in certain places. Maybe Max Schumann can play second. I don't know. But he he kind of strikes me as a guy like Chad Pender, who he can play second. He can play left field. Those are the two positions that he's been playing mostly this season. Um, maybe not center, but, you know, he can play wherever you need him to on a day-to-day basis. Uh, just not the same place every day. That's all. You know, like Chad Pinder uh, back in the day. <laughs> but he's a solid utility guy that can play basically anywhere and that a section of the fan base is going to be clamoring for to be an everyday guy uh, at one position or another, whether that's second base or left field or wherever. They just want to see more of Max Schumann in Oakland. That's my prognostication on his career when he hits the green and gold. But this season he has played at the most at second base and in center field, logging 231 innings at second and 245 in center, while also racking up time in left, right, third, and shortstop. So he can play basically anywhere. In AAA, he has been deployed solely at second and left and in left field, uh, with second base being his primary spot. I believe he played one game in left field, so not a ton of experience in left field at the AAA level. Uh, but, you know, you play left field, you know, little league, it's basically the same thing as the big league, so you know, he, he can pick it up pretty easily. So who is Max Schumann? That's got to be a question that you're asking yourself. Uh, he was drafted by the A's back in 2018 out of East Michigan in the 20th round. Uh, he struggled at Vermont, which was an A's affiliate back in 2018, and then hit a little bit better at, 
another former affiliate, Beloit, in 2019. Then 2020 happened, so he hadn't really like established a name for himself. And then there's a pandemic, which canceled the ent- entire season. So at 23, he had to kind of be in a state of limbo. That's not a great place when you're like, this is my career. This is what I'm doing. I am not a part-timer. And then all of a sudden, he's 23 years old, and he's like, well, crap, I've struggled for you know, a season and a half, essentially. And uh, now there's no season. What is my future? Then he comes up, and, or he shows up last season. Uh, and he, he's in Lansing, which is the high A affiliate of the A's at that point and also now. And he hit 224 with a 347 on base while slugging five home runs and swiping 34 bags. He was promoted to Midland midway through the season and really took off. He hit 320 with a 398 on base and an 814 OPS. And then he stole another 17 bags. He also had a very, very brief cup of coffee at AAA last year and he stole a bag there. So in total, last season, he stole 52 bases. That's that's some nice speed. He at least knows kind of what he's doing. I know that they implemented some new rules for to help spur on base stealing, but hey, he did it. So that's the other half of that equation is, you know, try to make it a little bit easier, but also go do it. And he did it. So let's see what he can do moving forward here. Uh, then this year, he started off back at Midland, which is where... He had started excelling last year, and while his batting average dropped to 315, uh, his on-base soared to 447, and his OPS jumped to 930. So those are all solid. His strikeout rate did go up by 5% to 23.3, but his walk rate also went up by 5% to 14.4. So he was showing improvement even though he was repeating the level, which is what you want to see if you have a guy repeating a level is... What are they showing me now that they are a year older? They're older, maybe not compared to the competition, but uh, they're facing their peers more depending on how old they are. And he's roughly average age for a double A player. And he excelled. He excelled the crap out of double A. So uh, in the A's farm system rankings, Fangraphs said that Schumann is an intriguing prospect. I don't believe they had him ranked, but he's an intriguing prospect because none of his tools necessarily stands out. But he has been at least league average at everywhere. At everywhere that he goes, he has been at least league average. And those are very valuable guys to have in your system. All of the best teams in baseball are built around guys that are at least league average. At least a 100 WRC+. And that makes Max Schumann a very interesting prospect. If he can continue playing at least league average, he's going to have a spot on an at least a bench in Major League Baseball. So he just has to keep showing up, keep doing the averageness that he does. He's been fantastic. And heading into uh, Friday's game, uh, you know, uh, August 5th, uh, Schumann hasn't been on the same tear in AAA just yet. Through 11 games in Vegas, he's batting 143 with a 268 on base. And three of his five hits have been for extra bases, including two doubles and a homer. So he hasn't quite gotten the same batting average on base spikes that he's been showing in Midland specifically. But, you know, it, it's a very, very small sample size. Uh, the one concerning factor here early on in this stint in AAA is that his strikeout rate has jumped from 23.3 to 37.8. Uh, we're Again, very small sample size that we were working with. Nothing to really be concerned about just yet, but If he's striking out roughly 38% of the time, that's not going to be sustainable for a bench guy.
I don't think. Especially a guy that's not Joey Gallo. That's Joey Gallo's strikeout rate. He doesn't have Joey Gallo power. So from here, the, the big question is, how far does that number go down? And is that a sustainable number for the guy, Max Schumann, who has been fantastic for the last two seasons? Uh, I'm very intrigued to see what he turns into uh, the rest of this year at AAA, what those numbers end up looking like with another, you know, 30 games under his belt, perhaps. And, uh, you know, go on from there. Maybe he's in that, like, upper echelon of guys that could get a call-up early next year if there's an injury or, um, you know, who knows what happens this offseason. So maybe Max Schumann is in the A's plans in Oakland come 2023. But uh, I got one more guy. You might know his name, but I got to tell you about him anyway. So stay locked in with Locked on A's. I'll be right back. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all of your online betting needs. Find your favorite sports events and the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including baseball, basketball, the NFL, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you have made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Do your best is all that I ask. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we have video coming up there very shortly. We're, we got a nice little group over there. We're like 500 follower subscribers over there, so we're doing okay, but I need to start posting more videos. I apologize. That's my bad. I've got five episodes this week. We're building slowly towards having video back, but uh, yeah, that's it. I guess follow us on social media at Lecton A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter, but you're still here because you want to know the third prospect that you should know about. And the last prospect that you need to know about is someone you may be aware of already, but uh, I have to shed some light on the season he's having because uh, it's amazing. And the guy that I'm talking about is Jordan Diaz. Uh, he was signed out of Columbia back during the 2016 to 2017 signing period, but he's still just 21 years old. He's also the A's number 12 prospect on MLB Pipeline. At 21 years old, he's three years younger than the average double A player. But so, yeah, I was right on Max Schumann being roughly league average, uh, you know, the average age right there. So good for me. Sidetrack. <laughs> so he's three years younger than the average double-A player. This is Jordan Diaz. But uh, he's also one of the top 20 hitters in the Texas League. He's betting 305 with a 352 on base and an 856 OPS. He already has a career-high 14 home runs this season in 85 games played. But what's most impressive is that just how easy he's making double A look as a 21 year old. His strikeout rate is the exact same as it was in high A last season. His walk rate is, in, is within tenths of a percentage point. Uh, his WRC plus is down four points to 117, so he's still 17% better than league average, but uh, you know, still a very, very solid performance that he's putting out there right now and that 117 wrc plus is the lowest mark that he's had as a professional athlete with the oakland days uh since his first year as as 
you know, a prospect in rookie ball when he was 16 years old. So uh, it's been a while, and he's been really consistent because his highest WRC plus of his career is 121. So he's always roughly 20% above league average wherever he's playing. And uh, you got to love that about a minor league guy because it's all about consistency. That's what makes the great players great is being consistent. And Jordan Diaz is doing that wherever he's playing. And Diaz, he he doesn't really have splits. He hits both lefties and righties about the same with an 862 OPS against righties and an 852 OPS against southpaws. Diaz started off uh, slow in April this year. He was hitting 238 with a 669 OPS, but then hit right around 300 in mid. Uh, sorry, in May and June, but he he just took off in July because he hit 366. 366. I love it. The one downside to that high July average is that he hasn't done it with a ton of power. Uh, Of his 30 hits in the month of July, he had two doubles and two homers. That was it for extra base hits. Uh, He's also cut a strikeout rate to 16%, so that's good. You'd love to see a guy making more contact, but if he's sacrificing power to do it, that strikeout rate can go up a little bit if he's gaining power and he could still be a very effective hitter. So, you know, we'll see what he's doing. But uh, in June, he hit 299, but it had the same 879 OPS, and he had four more homers and four more doubles. He also struck out 21% of the time. So he hit, you know, 60 points, 67 points less. But uh, he had the same OPS, which is kind of what you're looking at to see how impactful a player is being at the plate and he had four more homers and four more doubles so could he be like a 300 hitter instead of a 370 hitter obviously we're taking very small sample sizes of month to month but it's kind of a work in progress what is he what is his approach being what is he trying to execute what are the a's coaching staff having him do um i think that could be very important to what kind of a player he ultimately becomes and it almost feels like i mean with him being able to just put up these numbers at will basically that he's capable of being whatever kind of a hitter he wants to be and he's just trying things out he's like hey how about i just make more contact this month let's see what happens i guess and this month i'm gonna hit 300 but i'm gonna hit some more some more dingers put on a show i don't know uh it it seems like he's basically just miguel cabrera i guess um (laughs) That's a joke. He's not Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera, oh, he was so good. Uh, Too bad he lost all of his power. But uh, on Jordan Diaz's MILB page, he's listed as a third baseman. But this season, he's primarily played either first or been the designated hitter for the Midland Rockhounds. And he's been splitting time pretty evenly between the two. He's 5'10", 175, so... He wouldn't be the biggest target over at first for guys, you know, throwing from short or third or second base. But, you know, I I guess he could do it. But with a taller first baseman, fewer throws will get by them, especially with all of the the foul ground that they have at the Coliseum. You kind of want a bigger target if you're an A's first baseman, I think. And so I don't know that he's going to be playing for first if you know, if and when he makes it to the major leagues, it just feels like he might be too short. But maybe he's fantastic, and we'll find out. But like Matt Olson was six five, and uh, the the A's one of the A's latest first baseman, Chad Pender, is six two, and Jordan Diaz is 
another three inches below that, three, four, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not saying that he can't do it, but where he's playing once he reaches AAA will be something to keep an eye out on, I, I think, and see you know where he could be playing once he does get to Oakland. With Tyler Soderstrom listed at 6'2", and they're currently teammates after Soderstrom is now in Midland, uh, he's probably the first baseman long-term. I mean, that's kind of where you pick him, and, and Jordan Diaz kind of just falls to the wayside because people just forget about him because Tyler Soderstrom is the new shiny guy. But Jordan Diaz is also very, very good, and he's a very good hitter. Maybe he's going to be like the next Willie Calhoun where it's like, he's got the bat, let's see what he can do. But then the Rangers messed him up, and uh, he didn't really reach that potential. And then, you know, he had injuries and stuff like that, but, you know, maybe he's just going to be a DH. That's okay. I'd be okay with Jordan Diaz being a DH and just being like, I'm going to hit 315 with like 20, 25 bombs. And I don't know. Maybe I'll play some first base if Soderstrom gets tired, I guess. But I'm just going to sit here with my bat and let that thing do the talking. And uh, I'm okay with that. So those are the three guys that you should know. Garrett Acton, righty pitcher, currently in AAA. Max Schumann, he can play basically everywhere, but probably second base uh, for the most part. And, uh, you know, see what he's doing uh, offensively, because that'll be what'll get him to the major leagues and maybe replace Chad Pender. We'll see. And then uh, you also have Jordan Diaz, who's currently in Midland. So if you're going to any of those places, Vegas or Midland, go check them out. They're going to be good. They're probably all going to get stints in Oakland at some point. So uh, get excited about these three guys and the entirety of the Ace minor league system because there is some real talent down there, even though they are the number 17th ranked uh, firm system in baseball currently on Fangraphs. But that's all that I got for you guys today and for this week. Thank you guys so much for making the Locked On A's your first listen today. Now go make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast, because Paul Francis Sullivan, he's a... He's an expert, and he brings humor and passion and a unique perspective on every team with the biggest stories around baseball. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB. It's available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts, the same places that you can listen to this here podcast. So subscribe to ours, subscribe to his, do those. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PyJasonB on Twitter. Last time, get in on the fun. Uh, join our Twitter community and just post some questions. Let's get let's get the ball rolling. Have some discussion over there. What's on your mind with the A's? I can answer that on the podcast, but you got to post the questions, and that's where you do it. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Coming up next week, I'm probably doing that crossover with Locked On Angels. You know, the trade deadline kind of screwed up our plans, but uh, hey, we get to play them again. And I very much look forward to making a lot of jokes about how they suck. So <laughs> so hopefully uh, I can schedule that with them. But that's all that I really got planned for right now for next week. And then see how the A's are playing and kind of go with the flow for the entire week. But obviously on Monday, we're going to have one of the week, which is far and away the best segment that I've ever done. So if you haven't heard one of the week, tune in on Monday. It's a great show. But uh, that's all I got that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go outdoors and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you next week.